Sarah McCormack. My name is Brian Fury. My name is Nicola Duncan. My name is Zach Hanna. My name is Mark Ryan. I'm a mountain runner. 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 Hi, my name is Harriet and I'm a mountain runner. You're listening to Trail Running Ireland. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. For our listeners who have been mountain running for a long time, our next guest is a legend of the sport of mountain running. Some have been fortunate enough to even share a start line with him, while others have looked on in awe and great respect from afar. For our listeners who are maybe new to the sport of trail and mountain running, our guest this week is a six-time world mountain running champion, eight-time world mountain running Grand Prix winner, president of the World Mountain Running Association and two-time Olympian. So sit back and enjoy everyone, or even better, settle into cruise mode if you are out running and enjoy chatting to the very best of all time, Jonathan Wyatt. Jonathan, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, to have you on Trail Running Ireland. Our first Olympian, Jonathan, and of course, six-time world mountain running champion. So a big welcome on behalf of all the Irish mountain and trail running community. Oh, look, thanks. Thanks very much uh, for having me here. And uh, it's an honor. And I, I really, um, uh, it's really nice to see these initiatives starting up and, uh, you know, popping up all over the place, uh, new podcasts and uh, enthusiasm for what we do, which is, you know, getting outside and uh, on the trails. And it was actually our guest from episode 16, Jonathan, Mick Kelly, who had your mobile number in his phone and passed it on to me. Now, I'm not too sure how Mick has your phone number in his own phone, but he was kind enough to pass it on. And um, so a big shout out to Mick Kelly. I think he said that he did a warm down with you after maybe one of your world championship wins back around the end of the early 2000s. So I'm not too sure if you remember the warm down that with Mick or not, but Mick said to say hello anyway. Oh, great. Very, very, very happy that he was doing that and thought of me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm honoured to be here. Well, Jonathan, before we talk about your incredible running career of two Olympic appearances, national records in New Zealand, and of course, six times world mountain running champion. What is life like for you at the moment? I know you're still very much involved in sport, in mountain running, and that you live in Italy, home of the most successful mountain running squads in the history of the sport. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's right um yeah we've uh, i've been living here in the north part of italy in the dolomites for you know going on uh, getting up towards 15 years now so um yeah love the area uh, obviously fantastic for running um thing i just love is being able to you know shut the door and then just choose uh, three or four different directions and different mountains to you know to uh, to get stuck into so that's you know that's 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 a real real bonus and um uh, and the other thing that um, I'm, you know, as you said, keeping involved with uh, with my passion of running, um, I'm now working for La Sportiva, who are actually based literally uh, ten minutes walk from uh, from my front door as well. So um, it's uh, it's been it's been very convenient, and it's also the hometown for where my where my wife is from. So. So having all those things come together has been uh, has been quite uh, quite uh, you know quite quite amazing really and uh, and really fits my lifestyle. <laughs> oh, f- fantastic! But and I know you're a very proud Kiwi as well. And um, have you taken out the Italian passport yet, or are you or are you holding on with pride to that Kiwi passport? <laughs> Oh, I'm hanging on, you know. I've uh, <laughs> I've resisted uh, I resisted change. And, um, now there's you know there's been no 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 need to change uh, change citizenships. Maybe if I was 20 years younger, I'd uh, you know and I, I was knocking on the door of that championship winning Italian team, then uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'd be tempted. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have that discussion with our, our daughter because that's the other thing that's keeping me busy. Sure. But, How old is she now, Jonathan? Uh, just just over two years old so um she's she's already found her running feet um so uh, not not through my encouragement that's for sure because (laughs) it's going to be hard keeping up with it yeah well it sounds like you're you're busy still running and busy with like la sportiva busy as a dad and then of course very busy as president 
of the World Mountain Running Association for nearly the last four years. And I wanted to ask, did you did you always have an interest, Jonathan, in the organize, organizational side of racing and championships? And what was it that made you put your name forward for that very important and prestigious position of president of the World Mountain Running Association? <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's... You know, I don't think I really had, um, you know, when I was racing, I, I never really considered that I would be uh, be in the same role that, uh, you know, when I first started in the sport, with, which Danny Hughes was, uh, um, had really, you know, he'd really picked up, he was the second WMRA president, and uh, but he was really um, defining what the, what the sport was. And um, I never really imagined that I'd be, um, you know, sitting in the you know, kind of f- filling his shoes, uh, you know, years, years after he was gone. But um, um, I think at the time when I joined the council, um, there was a kind of a need to have a bit of a refresh and, uh, and a new approach. And, and um, a few people had already mentioned it to me that, you know, they'd be, they'd be keen to see me on the council. So it, it wasn't something that I would have naturally, you know, said I was ambitious to do. It was more that um, you know, I could see that there was some, you know, work that needed to be done, and um, and 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 could I actually be, you know, be the person that could that could help move the, you know, move the sport forward. And it's um, it's been been very challenging, you know, rewarding, but you know, also you know, quite tough as well because it's probably not my, not my, um, you know, most natural uh, natural thing that. Uh, that I would do, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a runner, you know, one foot in front of the other. So when it comes to organizing yeah. races, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been tough, but, uh, but also rewarding. And how is that first term gone, Jonathan? I think it's the first term up in 2021 and will, will it, will you be Trump-esque and they'll be looking to get rid of you or is it more <laughs> Barack Obama and they'll want you for four more years? Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll have, to, have to see if the knives are out for me when we, uh, <laughs> when we have the voting, but um, yeah, look, it's gone, you know, it's gone pretty fast to be honest. Um, and, and it's been, you know, I think you know. Looking back at you know, just the time that's gone, you know, we've, you know, I've, I've sort of been, you know, been in the position when this, you know, our sport has probably uh, changed the most. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, obviously, obviously we've had to deal in the last, uh, you know, 15, 16 months with the with the pandemic, and and how we how we react to that. Um, but also in the middle of all of this, um, we've uh, completely changed the world championships for mountain running and. Um, and that's you know that that's a you know a huge uh, a huge change for the sport and and partnering with um, with trail running and having a much closer uh, working relationship on our world championships or world athletics. So um, you know we're putting to putting together the event at literally as we speak, and um, you know it's 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 pretty exciting. You know there's uh, there's there's much bigger budgets involved. Um, and, and our aim has always been to try and get all of the best, you know, mountain and trail runners together uh, and, and, and able to, you know, be in the same event and participate. Yeah, and there's a very strong strategic plan there for the World Mountain Running Association. I was having a look on the website earlier, and it is, it's very ambitious. And I suppose it needs to be, Jonathan, doesn't it? Because it's such a competitive landscape out there at the moment. I mean, you have all these big trail running world series, world tours. We saw the announcement this week with UTMB joining up with Ironman. So when you see news and announcements like that, are you happy that the sport of trail and mountain running is growing? Or are you like thinking, oh, how can we compete with these guys? So it must be mixed mixed emotions at the moment that the sport is growing, but it's becoming more and more competitive to maybe keep people in, in the mountain running side of it, as opposed to the big ultra world tours. A, a, a difficult balance, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's been the challenge. Probably, uh, you know, and if I have to, you know, if I have to look back. Uh, I think uh, we, uh, you know, as as the WMRA and, and mountain runners sort of had that opportunity, um, probably about ten to twelve years ago, when um, when trail running was really just starting to grow. And uh, and, and I think if if our organisation had been a bit more proactive and uh, and and partnering with with trail running early on. 
um, I think we'd be in a, in a very different different position. So it, it's been quite tough sort of now, you know, not necessarily playing catch up, but, um, you know, making these, uh, you know, making these connections and these partnerships kind of work for us, uh, you know, sort of a, a long time after, you know, what we, what we probably should have should have done. So yeah. Yeah. pleasing to see that we're, you know, that we're working towards that and, and you know, and, and the goal is that, you know, instead of you know, our sport being divided, um, you know, the sport comes together in a, in a more cohesive way. And, yeah. and, and, a, and a, you know, let's, let's say in an in a, in a easier to understand way, because I think for an outsider trying to work out, you know, what is off-road running and, and seeing and there's mountain running, sky running, trail running, and then there's a whole bunch of, um, you know, branded uh, sponsor, branded series <laughs> around the world. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it can be a little bit confusing. And, and I mean, for our listeners, say Jonathan, that are new to the sport of trail and mountain running, and I must admit that even myself, any time I mention trail and mountain running, I put trail and mountain the two words together. Because even myself, I'm not. I don't want to leave one word out, and um, whether it's mountain running or trail running, for me, it's kind of the same. And I. I don't know is there a definition for you of what mountain running is as opposed to to what trail running is is mountain running maybe the the shorter more classic distances the the quick 12k races the 10k races high intensity quick and fast as opposed to the trail ultra side of things would that be a fair way of defining the two <laughs> I, th- I think um, I-, I think we you, you know you should come back to the the word mountain because uh, really mountain running has a significant elevation difference over the, over the course um, and and look you know we we wouldn't limit ourselves just to the shorter distances but uh, you know traditionally um, our sort of core distances have been around that twelve to fifteen kilometer you know classic you know we call it the classic distance. Uh, and then, of course, we've had our, our world long distance mountain running, too, which has always been around the marathon distance or a little bit over. So yeah. you know, you're typically, you know, mountain races would be under 50 kilometers. Um, but I think the key, key point about a mountain race is it really uh, it does have that uh, significant elevation up and down. You know, otherwise, you know, it's it, it becomes a hilly cross country race. And, and, and there are plenty of trail races which are. Um, which are shorter than a marathon distance, for example, um, and, and would, you know, could be a, a mountain running distance, but because of the elevation, uh, you know, that uh, you still wouldn't think of them as a mountain race unless, unless they're particularly hilly. And would you find, Jonathan, that the World Mountain Running Association, is it geared towards the more high-level elite international runner? Or are you trying to involve the average mountain and trail runner as well? What's your vision on that? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, traditionally, very, very strong um, links to the federations and, and of yeah. course, to World Athletics themselves. Uh, and that's, that's definitely something um, that's going to continue. Um, but I think, you know, ex- exactly as you kind of point out here that um, we've fallen down a little bit in terms of not engaging enough with the mass participation. And that's where, where trail running has really kind of uh, taken, you know, taken a big step forward. Um, what, we, what we're putting a lot of effort into now is to really bringing up the level of our, our World Cup series um, to to really engage with the mass participation and, and, and bring mountain running to the, to the forefront again in terms of, you know, in terms of visibility. So we're, we're partnering, we're really trying to work hard to partner with really the best kind of mountain races that we can find around the world to, to bring them into the World Cup and to have a really good quality series. Um, not, not just, you know, focusing on the elite, but, um, but also, you know, in, engaging with the with the with the amateur runners, let's say that are you know that are participating at the event. So, so there's a lot more awareness about about mountain running and, and what we do. And I've seen it, Jonathan, over the last couple of years. I mean, there's there's been a big effort. Say, for example, one area, social media. I, I think you know the World Mountain Running Association has really upped their game, social media wise. It's so important these days, isn't it, to get your message out to runners all over the world. 
you've got your social media channels now, you know, on point, you have your athlete commission, the website, and then of course, I suppose, engagement with the local representative bodies and in Ireland, it's IMRA as well. So you can see the different areas that you have and that you're working on and that have been improved to try and um, involve everybody a lot more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pass those good comments on to Kirsty, our social media manager, because she'll be very, very happy that you. Yeah, heard. no, it's been great, and you can see, Jonathan. I mean, the, the big improvements um, that, have, that have happened over the last while. I mean, before certainly, maybe five or six years ago, you know, you wouldn't have noticed much, but now there's lots of good content, lots of good photos, video content, information, and that's all part of it, isn't it? That's all how to encourage people into our sport to educate people in in the techniques of mountain and trail running as well and and social media is such an easy way of doing it yeah yeah absolutely power a powerful tool um and 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 it's you know we've got a lot of projects that we'd like to do as well uh you know but we are you know we are just eight people on the council and um you know this year uh, apart from Kirsty, who's been involved with us for the past two and a half years um, doing the social media and, and writing for our website, uh, the news articles. Um, well, this year, for the first time, we've, we've employed uh, three, three new people in contract positions. So we have uh, now a dedicated World Cup manager to, to, you know, to really give a good service to the, both the athletes and the races and, 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 and really set up some good um, media content over the World Cup. So we, we just announced that that position, and um, we've also just launched in the last uh, last couple of weeks um, our new uh, World Mountain Running Ranking website. So this is this is a brand new uh, project which we've which we've 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 been working on for the past uh, two years uh, or even longer. That um, why don't we have a, a way that we can we can tell people who are the best mountain runners in the world? Um, you know, it's a kind of a simple question, but it's something we, we haven't been able to answer until now. Um, I mean, we've always had our world champions uh, at our world championships, but, but who would be the best mountain runners over, over a full year, over a full season? So now with the, with the world ranking, um, um, world mountain running ranking that we, that we now have, uh, we've already... Um, We've already got more than a hundred races in the system that we that we select, and um, and the, and there's no we don't ask for anybody to pay to be in the in the in the in the ranking system. So it's all based on on the best races that we select, and um, and we um, yeah, we're able to now have a have a method of of defining who are the best mountain runners. So that's a super exciting um, initiative and. And again, another way of engaging with our community and to uh, and to really, you know, help to promote uh, to promote what we do. And we were very excited, Jonathan, when we saw two Irish athletes in those rankings when they were published there a couple of weeks ago. Sarah McCormick, of course, the, the World Cup trophy winner from 2019. I think Sarah is currently in third spot. And Zach Hanna, um, a, a fantastic young talent, is fifth, I think, in those rankings. And um, Zach is actually moving over to Italy, Jonathan. So he'll be a neighbor of yours over there. He's, he's um, pursuing the dream. He's going to try and be... The, the best that he can be and no better place to, to train and work hard to be a, a world-class um, mountain runner than, than close to you there in Italy. Yeah, good on, good on him. You know, look, um, you know, we, we're still, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very much a work in progress. We're really excited about what we're able to do with this, uh, with, the, with the ranking, um, you know, and if you, if you want to look for the, uh, look for the website, just uh, look up ranking.wmra.info. Uh, and you'll you'll find the site and um yeah so there's new new more and more races going into the system all the time and um it's you know it, it will be a little bit um let's let's not say strange but um you know the covid has uh, will have an effect on on the ranking because uh when races are cancelled uh maybe in in one area uh if races are still going ahead for example in italy uh, then you know you will see a, a kind of a skew towards you know maybe the runners that are able to do their races versus the runners that aren't. Um, but that's you know that's you know that that's a short term uh, that's a short term issue, and um, we're certainly not alone in that in that situation. 
um yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's super cool and actually just you know to see how the ranking changes as well because uh, the ranking itself is based on a um on a rolling 365 day rank so what that means is um we take all of the race results in the past 365 days and then as we move forward in the year uh, once they once they go beyond that 365 days those races drop off uh, and so you'll see you know you'll see people that have raced more recently that uh, that are able to get a higher ranking versus you know, ones that maybe had good results in the past but haven't raced much in the you know uh, through uh, for this year um, uh, are not uh, kind of slipped down the ranking so it's kind of see yeah, kind of fun to see the the changes you know happening on a, on a on a weekly basis i suppose it's one way of maybe creating new heroes and new legends jonathan isn't it because i mean every sport has their celebrities their their heroes that people look up to and are motivated by i mean football let's just throw you know messi and ronaldo out there kids love watching them play and i suppose if you have a ranking system like that you know the 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 average runner out there can see who the best runners in the world are and say in our case we can see zach on it and we can see sarah on it and you know maybe seeing two irish names can inspire the other irish runners to go on and maybe try and make that ranking one day or try and be the best runner that they can be so yeah it it sounds great and the more famous our our mountain runners are and you know if we can make them become household names well then it's great for everybody isn't it and it helps attract sponsors it helps encourage people to participate more so it's a great idea yeah yeah look you know it's and it's also you know it's also a really good service for the athletes themselves because look you know you know, Sarah could go to a sponsor and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm currently ranked third in the world for mountain running. And, you know, here's the, you know, here's the evidence. And, um, and if I, if I open her, uh, open her profile page, because every athlete automatically has their own profile page generated. And yeah. what that also shows you, it actually shows her best ranking, um, during the past 12 months, which she was number one ranked, uh, Whereas now, because you know, she, because she hasn't done so many races this year, she slipped down to number three, and yeah. then it also shows her best lifetime ranking, which of course is also number one. So yeah. you know, it's 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 a powerful tool. And then below that, yeah, she could she also has all of her race results uh, shown um, for 2020 and 2019. So um, yeah. so yeah, it's a it's quite a powerful tool, uh, and, and I think you know we. We, we really wanted also, you know, bring a good service for the athletes themselves where, you know, where they could help to, you know, use this ranking to promote themselves. Yeah. And before maybe we move on, Jonathan, to your own fantastic running career, a last question in this particular segment. Um, you mentioned one of the great advantages that the World Mounting and Running Association has is its close ties over the decades with the athletics federations of each country. It's something that all the other um, tours and race series don't have. And so my, my question is, and it's something that myself and, you know, my, my running friends, over the last 10 or 15 years in Ireland who have been on Irish teams have always dreamt about is do you think that there's a day coming soon when we might see mountain running in the Olympic Games? (laughs) I was waiting for that question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, hey, look, um, I I think we're in a good position to to be one of the first. Uh, and I think that's that's also kind of the the strategy with um, w- with having this much closer relationship with World Athletics and partnering with Trail Running um, uh, for our World Championships is is by creating a much bigger event uh, we can really showcase uh, to a much wider audience you know what our sport is about. So so that's that's kind of the you know I wouldn't say that's the end game but you know that's that's a path that we would, you know, that we would welcome, um, you know, to be able to present, you know, our, our sport as an Olympic sport, as, as long as, uh, you know, as long as we're not, um, you know, I mean, we're not prepared to compromise the values of our, uh, of what we do. And that means uh, that uh, when we do a mountain race, we race in the mountains and, and not on some kind of artificially manufactured uh, for TV kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of course. Yeah. And I know, Jonathan, as well, that you're you're very keen to promote Masters mountain running as well. And there's some great Masters mountain running championships every year as well. And that's another 
brilliant part of the sport and it's funny because Ireland always sends fantastic teams over to the Masters Mountain Running Championship so I think they're on in Austria this year so with a bit of luck we might have a couple of teams going over. Well, that's right, and um, yeah, Masters have always done been been done really well for us. Uh, yeah. We've got really, really good uh, enthusiastic participation, and I think there's always a drawcard of, of of competing in a world championship event because it is a, a world Masters championship, uh, and then um, you know the option to compete uh, with your you know with your national team colours as well as a Masters runner. I think has a big big drawcard. Uh, and, and of course, we're um, we're off to Ireland uh, next year for the Masters. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, just just to say to the listeners, Jonathan, as well, that for these Masters Championships, you don't need to qualify. So if you ever dreamt of of wearing a, an Irish singlet or or whatever country you're from, I know Rene, our coach in the show, is from Denmark. He's dreaming of wearing his, his Danish singlet next year in Ireland. That um, that you can run for your country without having to go through an Olympic qualification process. So they really are great championships. Yeah, that's right. You know, there, there's a really nice balance between you know, there's there's always the you know everybody want, wants to race as hard as they can, but there's always such a such an incredibly incredibly nice atmosphere. And um, you know, they, I know there's there's been you know, a lot of disappointment last year that the the championships weren't able to take place. Um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's like a, uh, an annual get together for a lot of these runners that, that maybe only see each other for one, once a year because they're coming from all over the world. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, we, we postponed last year's Masters Championships uh, uh, to this year. So they're still going to be, be held in, in Austria. And, yeah. um, and we asked our, uh, our Irish organisers if they would be also prepared to, to postpone their championship by one year. And yeah. um, and they they agreed and um, you know it's been a really um, you know it's it's been a nice easy uh, working relationship with uh, with with both organisers both in Austria and our and our our hosts for next year in Ireland. Brilliant. Well, speaking of the Olympics, Jonathan, and representing your country, you were lucky enough to represent New Zealand in two Olympic Games in Atlanta and in Athens in the 5000 metres in one. And of course, in the marathon as well, where you came 21st with, with two hours and 17 minutes. I'm sure you could probably write a book on, on your Olympic experiences. But what are your your standout memories, Jonathan, from from those two Olympic appearances? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very different. Um, yeah, really, I was you know pretty new onto the international running scene. Uh, first time out in '96 uh, in, in Atlanta, and and I guess you know probably my strongest memory from the race uh, was was you know I was, I was in the 5,000 meters, and at that time you know we had, there were five there were there were three rounds for the 5,000 meters, so um, that just doesn't exist anymore. They they have a semi final and a final now, but. But back then uh, there were heats, semis, and a final, and um, and the disappointment was I missed out on the final by one place. But um, you know my, my my overwhelming memory was walking out on the on the on the stadium, a hundred thousand people. You know my parents were there in the crowd, and um, uh, our race was just a, uh, our semi final was just a few minutes after Michael Johnson had broken the two hundred meter world record. You know so. Wow. The crowd was going nuts. He was still, you know, doing his uh, victory lap, you know, and throwing his shoes into the crowd and that sort of thing. As as I walked out, you know, trying to trying to concentrate on my semi final race, but uh, yeah, um, that was just, you know, that was just such a, you know, you know hairs on the back of the neck, uh, uh, standing up sort of moment, and uh, and and definitely the the strongest memory from from that event. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, very different in um, in, in um, looking forward uh, to Athens because um, you know that was eight years later. Um, I was well into my mountain running at that point, uh, and I was just sort of questioning whether I I wanted to be a mountain runner or, or still concentrate on on road and track running, and um, and I, I think I was definitely moving towards uh, you know my. my the mountains were distracting me much, much, much more strongly than the than the road running was. So I was, you know, I was kind of thinking that possibly, you know, that that would be my last Olympics, uh, you know, because I was enjoying the mountain running so much, um, mm. and um, and I really just wanted to, you know, put you know put everything into that, you know, into that performance. And um, it, it was it was a tough race. It's a hilly course in Athens. Uh, very very hot weather. Um, you know those those that remember the the race itself will probably remember it for 
um, for one one crazy spectator who will remain nameless, <laughs> rushing out and um, yeah, sure, and, uh, and 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 rugby tackling the the leader uh, at, <laughs> at the race. Of course, I was totally unaware of that because I was still a few minutes further back down the road. But um, but yeah, you know, it was the original marathon course, wasn't it? You know, so you know that's yeah. where the name marathon comes from. So we started in the town of Marathon, and. Um, yeah, we did, uh, you know, we, we did the, well, it's really only um, about 40K, isn't it, from Marathon through to Athens. Uh, so I, I distinctly remember we did this kind of this extra dog leg. It was, they weren't very inventive. They just, we just did a straight out and back to add on that extra bit, you know, which uh, again, those that know the Olympic story um, know that the marathon distance was was lengthened. Uh, yeah, the, it was it was pretty special running that original course and then finishing in the, uh, you know, in that original Olympic Stadium in uh, in, in Athens, which um, you know it's an, it's an incredible little track. It's actually a proper running track, but the bends are literally uh, you know about uh, you know doing a whole bend is less than fifty meters. It's uh, and then you have these really long straights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And were you happy, Jonathan, with how the race went on the day? I mean, twenty first in the Olympic Games, a fantastic result. And yeah. were you happy with your build up and your execution on race day? Yeah, look, I think I think I got everything out of myself that that, that I could on the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was probably you know thinking you know you know if, if things went really well, top twenty, um, you know, would, would be a great a great effort. And I you know I did sort of struggle uh, in the middle part of the race, um, but you know once it got a little bit you know um, once it got a little bit hillier, I was actually <laughs> moving a bit better, funnily enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we, when I finished the race, I, you know, I thought, well, you know, I really, you know, really had a great experience. But I think it was a nice to put, you know, put that as a finishing, finishing touch, you know, really a finishing touch on my on my road, you know, my international road running career at that point. Because, um, you know, I was, you know, I, I've been been a runner for, you know, for, for many, many years. And I was ready to kind of, you know, concentrate on on the new direction of, of off-road running at that point. So it was It was an amazing combination, Jonathan, and I don't know if there were any other athletes at the time, male or female, that were Olympians from the track and from the road, but were also top class mountain runners as well. Were you in an elite one person club or (laughs) were there two or three at the time that were mixing the two? Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few, and actually, um, you know, uh, I was at the you know in Athens. Actually, another mountain runner was also at the Olympics as well. That was Anna Anna Pikatova. Okay. Um, uh, it, she's she's Anna Strakova now from uh, uh, from the Czech Republic. So so she was uh, you know she was in the same position. Andrea Meyer has also um, also competed in the Olympic Games as well. Okay. Um, we have a bit of history actually with mountain runners uh, doing well on the international scene because. Um, I don't know if you know uh, the, the Brownlee brothers. Uh, from, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They competed at the World Championships uh, for mountain running as, as junior runners uh, and then went on to do great things in triathlon. So. And I know the, the Irish um, national marathon champion, Stephen Scullion, he was a junior international mountain runner as well. Sorry, a senior international mountain runner. He was in the World Championships with us in 2012 in Italy. And of course, he's going on to run for Ireland in the marathon in the Olympics this year as well. So yeah, there, there's, a few, there's a few out there that can combine the two. And I was going to ask you, Jonathan, as well about... Um, your training in New Zealand, because of course, New Zealand has such a rich history of great coaches and great athletics tradition. Of course, we remember um, battles of John Walker and Eamon Coughlin on the track. And then of course, the great coach, Arthur Lydiard. And I wanted to ask, did, did Arthur Lydiard have any influence on your own training or what were the key principles of your training that just made you so successful? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, Arthur Lydiard is, is uh, I, I think, for every long distance runner coming out of New Zealand, uh, owes a bit of a, a bit of a debt to you know to his his research and to his uh, you know, to his methods of training. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, certainly, you know, the training that I did was was influenced by uh, by Arthur. Um, actually, uh, you know, I met him met him a couple of times, uh, and 
and uh, I remember him giving a giving a talk, and I was still, um, I think I was only fifteen, you know, fifteen or sixteen at the time, and uh, it, it was after one of the cross country championship races, and he was giving a talk to to a bunch of a uh, bunch of people in the evening, and and uh, and and the one person he uh, you know he highlighted for the race, he said, "Oh, that Jonathan White," and I think he's going to do well. <laughs> Didn't know I was there. I was there in the audience listening to him. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could, uh, you, could, you, could, you could probably pick them as well. Um, but yeah, and, and then of course, you know, as you mentioned, you know, just a great um, middle and long distance uh, running tradition, you know, in, in New Zealand. And it's, um, you know, quite inspirational to, to kind of, you know, be able to meet, you know, quite a few of those people through, you know, while I was, while I was growing up and, uh, and getting more, more interested in competitive running. You think, Jonathan, that it was a combination of maybe natural talent and then hard training and, and maybe if you had three or four key principles of your training that we could share with the listeners to help them in their own training, whether it's on the road, on the trails, key sessions or key techniques that you had key strategies that you had in your training was it high mileage was it a combination of mountains and road just just to get a, a brief overview yeah sure sure I, I think i think you know for for every you know you know there's there's so few people that you know really have all the ingredients to become you know to become an to become a champion uh and i think you know you touched on a, on a couple but uh, you know, for sure, you know, there, there's a, it's a combination of natural talent, you know, determination, uh, training, you know, that, that work, work ethic um, and, and possibly even a little bit of luck, you know, thrown in as well in, in terms yeah. of opportunities. But, um, yeah, I, I think I was I was kind of lucky that um, where, where I grew up, uh, I spent a, a many years uh, where, where we, uh, we had a house on the on the top of a a subdivision and um and you know over the back fence was uh uh it was you know literally a hundred kilometers of of native bush and trails and uh and and farmland to to go out and run on so um i sort of you know from a very early age uh i was i was far more interested in, in off-road running and um and i think you know throughout my career i think it's benefited me in terms of re- remaining relatively relatively injury free that you know, my, most of my my training has been on on softer ground and varied terrain. Uh, even when I was training for track and road, you know, long runs were always always off road, just because that's what I you know that's what I preferred to do, and um, that's that's what I enjoyed the most. And I think I think that's a big takeaway from you know from you know in terms of longevity of, of running is you know to, to have that variation of terrain uh, rather than you know. Um, even even running running in parks is you know is 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 better than nothing but just going up and down hills and uh you know that variation of of speed and effort uh over over terrain i think is is a help you know no matter what uh type of running you're doing i think uh, i think that's that's one 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 sort of training uh training tip i would give um, yeah it's another example jonathan isn't it that that running in the mountains and off-road it, it, it won't affect your speed it can even add to your speed and make it stronger and i know one of our famous coaches in ireland jerry kiernan who unfortunately passed away this year and um, he was a big believer in doing hill sessions and when i was part of his group and um, back in 2010 getting ready for the track season every saturday morning he'd have us up doing two minute hill reps on the hills out just outside Dublin and he'd have his track group doing that from maybe January to May before doing the specific work on the on the track so anybody who might think that they might lose speed and for the road or for the track by by training on the mountains not at all it can add to it no no absolutely it's you know it's 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 strength and and power as well you know you know explosive power you can do you know even even some quite intense, uh, you know, sort of very track specific sessions on the hill in terms of bounding, for example, you know, it's, uh, you know, that, that, that's more of an, you know, I would say a more of an advanced session, but um, yeah, hills have always been, you know, a key component for, you know, for, I would say most of most top track runners. And that's you know, definitely something that, that Arthur Lydiard um, was, a, was a big proponent of as well, you know, throughout the winter, he had, uh, he had Peter Snell, you know, you know, the, <laughs> the champion eight and 1500 meter runner doing you know 20 miles on a 
<laughs> around the Waitarua circuit out the back of Auckland, you know, every yeah. every Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. And that was just to build up those base miles. And uh, and you could see it in his races where, um, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, he, he was able to hold his form, you know, down the down the home straight in a, you know, in, in a sprint finish on an 800 meter race, you know, and that was that was having all of that, uh, that leg strength and, uh, and, and, and base fitness. Yeah. Well, I've got a book here on my desk beside me, Jonathan, and healthy, intelligent training by a fellow Kiwi, Keith Livingston. I'm sure you, you've, you've seen it before. And, and that book goes through all of the, the key principles of Arthur Lydiard's training. And it's a book that I'd recommend to, to everybody. And I'm sure you've probably used a lot of the techniques and training principles um, that, that Keith goes through. <laughs> yeah, look, it's interesting. It's, it's funny, you know, I pick up, I pick up a few books, um, you know, and, and the other one is, um, um, I haven't quite managed to get through it yet, but the, you know, is, is, is the law of running. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, some of the things that he kind of mentions early on, um, I was like, I oh, actually, I did that. I didn't really know <laughs> why I was doing it. I'm, I'm not necessarily why, but, you know, I kind of knew, you know, that it was good. But you know he could he could now back it up in terms of scientific uh, you know explanation about about why that sort of training you know was working, and um, you know but you know it, it shouldn't be I don't think it should be complicated or uh, uh, you know for people I, I always you know when I'm coaching people um, I, I try to break down the 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 season in terms of uh, periodization and and always ensuring that there's a there's a period of uh, of base work early on, uh, volume, and then moving into the, the endurance and speed endurance phase, and then, and then the, and then the you know the race specific and and, and speed work phase. You know, depending on on the, on the distances, uh, you know that that my athletes are being trained for. But um, yeah, I think you know it's it, it's 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 relatively straightforward. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be. You know, it doesn't. Now, there's a lot of science out there, but um, you know, I, I sort of go go from a lot of my own experience and a, and a keep it simple kind of approach as well. Was there a favourite session that you had, Jonathan? Were you a, a tempo run man, or were you a two minute on, one minute off type of guy? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a favourite session to do, but uh, it was it was definitely what we call a bread and butter session. Um, so it was a yeah. there's a, a workout we'd often do on a Saturday morning, uh, and I was always on the same course. Uh, around um, around the coastline of the bays in Wellington, uh, where I grew up, and uh, um, it was just we just called it an eight by three session. So what it effectively was was uh, you run uh, eight times three minutes, and you have a, a two minute float between each of the each of the three minutes. And um, yeah, I mean when you're really really fit and you know you're fit, you know your your two minute float uh, is basically you know not that. Um, it, not that far away from three minute K's. Um, so that's when you know you're doing, <laughs> you're, you're in good yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. And of course, that, that good form that you had, you, you used it, Jonathan, to win eight World Mountain Running Grand Prix titles, six World Championship wins. And I'm conscious of time. It's a Friday night when we're recording and we've been chatting for an hour or so. And, you know, it, it's impossible maybe to go through all six World Championship wins. So I might just ask, Jonathan, which one? is maybe your favorite and maybe that's hard to choose or or which which one of the six was your hardest to win the one that you took the most satisfaction from yeah look you know it could, could probably break break it down into you know probably probably the three main ones but the first one was 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 interesting on la reunion island uh it was just such a stunning you know backdrop and location to to run and and, and just to just to visit you know a place which I'd never really heard of before out in the Indian Ocean, but just an absolutely magical location. Uh, it was my it was it was my first ever mountain race, uh, other than the 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 national New Zealand national champs which I'd had earlier in the year. And so after doing that race in 1998, uh, I thought, wow, if this is mountain running, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm keen to do do a bit more. So that was you know winning that first world title there, uh, being an absolute unknown in the sport uh, was was. Was something uh, was something pretty magical, and, and of course, I never had that unknown status again, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But um, you know, probably looking back in terms of you know, one of the favourite moments was was running a world mountain running championships in in my hometown of Wellington. 
So, yeah. um, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was in 2005 and, and that was just amazing having, having really an incredible, you know, sort of public support out there on, you know, on our local uh, mountain, which is, you know, effectively in the middle of the city uh, on Mount Victoria. Um, and we literally had, you know, if you ever get to see some of the photos or, or some of the footage of that race, it's pretty, uh, you know, it was pretty amazing just to see the, the public support out there. So, so that was incredible. Um, I have to say well, the was there any extra pressure? Well, I'm sure there was extra pressure, Jonathan, in 2005, being the hometown boy, you know, a lot of weight on your shoulders to deliver that day. You did. Um, actually, I just pulled up the results in the, here in front of me. You beat two strong Italians by the looks of it. Yeah, um, I'm sure that was a tough, tough race for you. Um, fantastic that it was at home. But yeah. it must have been an, an incredible race to to handle the stress, the pressure, and then to go out and perform. Yeah, look, like it was. Well, it was, it was funny. I, I didn't feel it. I really didn't. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I knew I was in great shape. I think that that always helps. But um, I, I I I was literally doing like everybody, you know, all of the other European runners, you know, because I'd I'd flown back to Wellington to to do the race. Um, so I hadn't sort of been, you know, been there for the whole time, you know, when there was all the kind of build up that was happening for it. And, um, and so, you know, I, I literally, you know, flew in, uh, you know, had, you know, had a, a week to 10 days there, uh, and, and did the race. So it was, it was kind of familiar in terms of any other race that I'd done. Uh, and I just sort of put myself in that kind of, in that, in that kind of zone, um, and, and didn't really um yeah it, i don't think it ever really has affected me that much through my my career in terms of you know pressure uh, i yeah. think it's more the more the pressure i put on myself um and i i, I didn't I, I i always try to block out anything i can't control and um you know sort of having external pressure by running at home wasn't uh, you know wasn't a thing for me i was sort of you know more the, of the celebration of of having the chance to do it you know and and the opening ceremony, uh, you know, walking down the main street of our, you know, of, of our capital city, uh, you know, that had all been closed off for uh, for the mountain runners to do, you know, to do their uh, um, opening ceremony was, you know, was just, you know, it was just amazing, um, you know, a magical, magical moment. And, uh, you know, looking back, I'm pleased that I pulled it off, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, of course, you went on to win that final um, world title in 2008 and held off the charge of the Africans who were coming more and more into the sport. And um, you beat a Ugandan, I think, on the day. Um, Martin Torre, Tich, I can just see here on the results. So um, I'm sure there must have been great satisfaction then to get your sixth title. Yeah. And, and, and I was just, you know, uh, uh, it was it was that was the hardest one um you know the, the last one uh, because uh it was definitely not a you know not a sure thing i think you know i was i was a little i was less confident going going into it uh in terms of the you know the build up that i'd had and um and throughout the race you know it just it just wasn't a good race for me i just wasn't feeling comfortable the whole way and i was i was you know i was quite far back uh back in the pack and then it wasn't until the last, literally the last kilometer. Uh, and to be honest, the course didn't help. You know, here, here, here all the excuses coming out. <laughs> but the uh, the course just wasn't very steep. Uh, and it was only in the last kind of K and a half that it really sort of ramped up towards the finish area. And I, you know, I just sort of remember looking up, and and it was a couple of the Italians that were kind of, you know, were, were, kind of were cheering for me and saying, oh, you know, first is not far ahead of you, sort of thing. And then you know, sort of looking up, it's like, wow, he's, you know. He, he wasn't too far away and and you know i literally caught him in the last eight 800 meters and wow fantastic yeah using your old track speed well yeah yeah i don't know about the you know i was and again that was one of the things is is by that point of my career it was my uphill running that was my strength uh, and it was only because it was steep at the end that i was able to able to win it you know if, okay. if it hadn't been that steep uh, there's there's no way i would have uh, i would have done it Whereas you know the first world mountain running championships that I that I went to, 
it was my speed that was my strength. You know, that was the difference between me and the other mountain runners. But by yeah. the end of it, uh, I had to rely on on uh, on the on the uphill strength. So it it, it went uh, it flipped <laughs> flipped around. <laughs> well, well, listen, Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure to to go down memory lane with you today and relive some of those moments when you were champion of the world on six occasions. So thanks a million for your time and and sharing those memories with us and and you know good luck with everything as you prepare and plan for thailand in november i know lots of irish people would love a holiday abroad so if anybody's listening and has a love for mountain and trail running and would like to see a, a wonderful new championship with all the different distances combined we might see everybody over in thailand in november oh that would be great and it's going to be a real festival over there as well so you know, there's, there's not only our, our own world championship events, there's going to be a lot of mass participation races. Um, world Athletics is holding uh, one of the you know, quite important conferences over there. So, yeah, it's really shaping up to be something something quite special. And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're very hopeful that the situation will allow us to do it. And uh, every indication uh, that we have at the moment says, you know, we're, we've got the green light and we're, we're, we're going full steam ahead for it. Brilliant. And sure, if we don't see you in Thailand, Jonathan, we'll see you in Ireland definitely in 2022. And we look forward to having a good party then. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the only reason why we gave it to the Irish. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew it would be a good party. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay, well, listen, Jonathan, take care, look after yourself. All the best with everything with the World Mountain Running Association as well. Well done on all your fantastic work there. Good luck in the elections if you put yourself forward again for another four years. And then we'll talk to you very, very soon. Pleasure to be here. I hope you enjoyed that everyone. A big thank you to Rene Borg as always from Running Coach Ireland and a special thank you indeed to Jonathan for joining us on this week's podcast. And sure, there's the holiday sorted for us mountain runners for this year. By November, hopefully such a thing as freedom of movement and international travel will hopefully be back strong and a trip to Thailand to see the World Mountain Running Championships and of course, hopefully seeing a super squad of Irish runners over there would be an amazing amazing trip to end the year let's call it a wrap for today everyone and looking forward to chatting more next time and hearing about those group training sessions all back again everybody getting out onto the mountains no matter what part of the country you are in so everyone let's get your running gear on let's go (laughs) 